Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump onto our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless your fam. Well, tonight we're going to read from Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. I'm looking forward to to, uh, sharing from God's Word every time I come. Uh, I think I've shared this before, but preaching the Word is something that doesn't come easily, um, so it's a, but it's a real privilege to come and share, and uh, my prayer is that you would uh, experience, maybe encounter, maybe learn something new about Jesus that you've not learned before, at the very least be encouraged by Jesus. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come into this space in this way as your gathered church. Father, I pray that as we open your Word that you would encourage us, that you'd speak to us. Father, that if there are people in this space that need to be challenged, God, that they would be open, including me. Father, you might bring change, that you transform us from the inside out. Father, we want to glorify you in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 11 says this, reading from the NIV version. She, that's Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord, Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Love that line. I bring you good news that will bring you great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly and strips of cloth lying in a manger. What a fascinating story, and it's a story we get around pretty much every Christmas time. We will hear a version of this story. It'll be told in many different ways in many different churches uh, by many different people, and, and I'm always fascinated by this story. It should intrigue us at the very least um, as we sort of head towards Christmas. But as I think about this, one of the, one of the things that I think about is Obviously, I, I lean into Christmas, but I think about all that Christmas entails. And I know that I should just like lock into Jesus and get excited about that, but there's so much that comes with Christmas time. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like Christmas time brings with it kind of angst um, and pressure. Um, there's a lot of money spending that goes on. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I personally feel that. Um, and I know it sounds great to just kind of focus on Jesus, but there's all of these other things that come with this season. Amen. And so tonight... I kind of want to, for my sake and for ours as a community, kind of refocus us to remind us that uh, with all of those things, with all of those pressures, there is also joy that we can experience in the midst of this season. And in fact, as we focus in on Jesus, I want to encourage us with that tonight, that you can and do have access to joy in this season too, amongst all of the other things that come wrapped up in this Christmas season. I don't know about you, but I love gifts. Does anyone else love gifts? Who loves receiving presents? Anybody? Yeah, cool. Uh, I love gifts. Uh, For those taking notes, um, I love uh, 90s hip-hop on vinyl specifically. Uh, I love coffee, so I'll receive coffee. I love brisket, good books. Uh, I'm not seeing many notes being taken. (laughs) 
Uh, I like the Lakers and I like 80s nostalgia. So, you know, for, for future reference, maybe. My birthday's in March, so if Christmas is too late, uh, think about it for my birthday. But uh, there are gifts that I really don't like. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do like, but there are definitely gifts that I do not like. Growing up as a child of the 80s, uh, there were many, many gifts that you could get under a Christmas tree, many toys, but I don't know, they all seemed at that particular time in history come without batteries. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does this still happen? Like Jane does most of the, the kids shopping for me, but I hate gifts. I really dislike gifts, electronics, products that come without all of the accessories included. Who knows what I'm talking about? I hate that. It's so frustrating. You, you spend all this time like pursuing this gift, saving up your money. If you, if you were like me in the, in the 80s and 90s, I'd save up all my money to buy this gift only to receive it, open it and find out that it requires batteries. And Shops weren't open back then on Christmas Day, so finding batteries on Christmas Day was a hard thing to do. So I hate those kind of gifts. The gifts that come without all the accessories or the batteries included. Nowadays, I think that's pretty rare. Um, And it might seem fairly obvious, but in order to fully experience the gift, the way it was intended and designed to be experienced, you need to have all of the accessories. You need to have all of the parts and all of the batteries in order to really experience the gift. Well, I come with good news tonight. On the night Jesus was born, on the night uh, good news was delivered, everything we needed was delivered with the gift. Everything. On the night Jesus was born, good news was delivered. And everything we need, absolutely everything we need for life and for godliness, came wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Now that's a good kind of gift. Amen? The good news of Jesus tonight is that the good news is Jesus. And in Jesus, everything is already included. Jesus was, is, and remains the complete gift that we all have access to right here, right now, in this moment. So as we move towards Christmas Day, that for so many people can cause so much angst, anxiety, stress, and for some even grief, I want to take some time to remind us all in the midst of all of that stuff that we have amidst all of that joy that is included and part of the package when it comes to Jesus. Joy is a gift that we can receive when we receive Jesus and it is also a gift that we can give away. So I kind of want to focus on that tonight as we head towards Christmas. I want to talk about joy specifically as something that is included in and with Jesus. Is that okay? Excellent. So the first point tonight, you know, I love three points. This is kind of the way I preach. But the first point I want to make tonight is this, and I've already mentioned it. Joy is included in the promise of Jesus. Joy is included. Joy can be expected because it's part of, it's included in the promise that is Jesus. Scripture tells us that in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, sorry, chapter 1, verse 20, it says this, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Amen? Isn't that cool? For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Jesus comes with joy included. Joy is part and parcel of the free gift of grace that is Jesus. You don't have to pay extra for joy. It's already included. You don't have to work harder to experience joy or to earn joy. It's already included. You don't have to pray for joy to be given to you. It is already included. You don't have to perform well in order to receive joy. It's included. You don't have to act a certain way in order to have 
joy. It's already included. If you have said yes to Jesus, then joy is yours. But wait, there's more. Remember those ads. I'm really showing my age. But uh, there is more. The joy that you have already got is not predicated on your circumstance. It's not predicated on your health or your relationship, your mental or emotional state. It's not predicated on the amount of coin in your bank account or on your production levels or your output as a Christian. It is not predicated on your performance or your prayer life or your capacity or your personal charisma. Your joy or the joy you have is in the promise of God. And it's found in Jesus. So like any good gift, like any good gift, in order to experience the gift, in order to experience all of the promises of God, the difference, so you need to unwrap the gift, amen? I mean, what good is a gift that stays under the Christmas tree? We need to unwrap it. Jesus is a gift that needs to be unwrapped. He needs to be explored, pursued, discovered. The difference between having joy, so the difference between having joy and experiencing joy begins by unwrapping it. I don't know about you, but I want to experience joy. I want to experience all of the things that Jesus comes with. Amen? Who, who else wants to experience joy? All right, two or three people. Beautiful. Psalm 16 says this. So this is my second point. Joy is experienced in the presence of Jesus. So joy is included in the person of Jesus. Joy is experienced in the presence of Jesus. Psalm 16 verse 11 says this. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Joy is fully experienced by being fully present, aware, awake and alive in and to his presence. Jesus kind of demonstrated what this looks like for us. Jesus spent more time in his father's presence than he did with his disciples. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus spent more time with his father than he did with his disciples. So if the son of God sat in his father's presence, I believe that the encouragement for us is to also sit in his presence, especially as we head into seasons that cause stress and anxiety. I think they're kind of like little flags to kind of remind us and encourage us into the presence of Jesus. I love the story of Mary and Martha. It reminds me of what Christmas Day might look like. There's Martha running around the kitchen preparing lunch. It feels like Christmas Day in my house. Uh, Jane's running around. I'm sitting on the couch often, (laughs) um, having a great old time. And so I just pull out the Mary and Martha story and say, hey, I, I got what's better. I know what's good. But uh, Mary and Martha reminds me of what Christmas Day could look like for a lot of us. Martha is running around, getting all the prep work done, while Mary is sitting around hanging out with and in the presence of Jesus. And Scripture tells us in this particular instance that Mary is the one who chose right. I want to encourage you or maybe remind you or maybe ask you this question this morning. How are you going at carving out, creating and curating space to sit and in the presence of Jesus, especially as we head towards Christmas. We hear it all the time that he is the reason for the season, but I wonder how many of us, and this is a challenge to me, so this this sermon is for me, how many of us actually carve out time to spend with Jesus in the presence of Jesus? My encouragement to us this morning is not to throw the baby Jesus out with the eggnog this Christmas. Let's not do that. Let's like, let's, you know, not that he needs putting back into Christmas. I mean, he he really is the reason for the season, but I want to encourage us to take time to carve out space and time to be with Jesus. If you feel like Christmas has lost its joy, can I encourage you to simplify this season again by making it all about Jesus? Can I encourage us all to make him and time in his presence our priority? 
to place him at the center of our hearts, lives, and our Christmas tables and celebrations this year. Joy is not found underneath any Christmas tree. Joy is found and experienced in the presence of Jesus. Scripture tells us that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Don't make Christmas, oh, I love this line. This is the Instagrammable line, so like, pay attention. I've now built it up way too much. Don't make Christmas all about the presents. Make it all about his presence. Yes. You like that? Come on. All right, great. <laughs> I'm definitely not in a Pentecostal church. All right, point number three. So joy is <laughs> included in the promise. Joy is experienced in his presence. And point number three, joy is a strength. Joy is our strength. Joy is included in the promise. Joy is experienced in the presence. And joy is a strength as we practice Jesus. One of the greatest strengths you have as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, is not your intellect. It is not your skill set or your capacity. It is not your quick wit or your athleticism. One of your greatest strengths, one of the greatest strengths that you have right now in this space as a follower of Jesus, and this is speaking to all of us, one of your greatest strengths that you have access to right now is your joy. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. I don't know about you, but have you ever tried arguing with a really joyful person? Like they are super frustrating, right? When you're trying to make a point. I mean, I've often thought about this scenario, but I can't imagine arguing with Santa Claus. That'd be challenging. Or maybe even one of his elves. Who's seen the movie Elf? Anybody seen the movie Elf? I mean, you watch it every year? Recently? I watch like my Christmas movies, my go-to Christmas movies are Die Hard, number one. And then probably Elf is probably my second favourite Christmas movie. Are you with me on Die Hard, Alison? Maybe, okay. All right, fancy it up, got it. <laughs> Die Hard, I love that, my favourite Christmas movie. But Elf, I mean, can you imagine getting into an argument with, with Will Ferrell, with, with Elf? I mean, it, it would just be so frustrating. We see that actually through the whole movie. That whole movie, in my view, is about an elf who exuded and overflowed with joy. While all the unbelieving, cynical and sarcastic humans tried to sort of squash the joy out of this elf, in the end is actually his joy that brings transformation to those around him. It's a a fun movie. Now, one of my favourite expat Aussie preachers, Dan Lee, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy before, but he he wrote this one one time and and I loved it. Joy is our greatest apologetic in this season. If we want to boom with joy we must recognise that joy comes from the presence of Jesus. You know, the Thessalonian church exuded joy. They exemplified the joy of the Lord and it became their strength and the conduit for the spread of the gospel. It was their joy. It wasn't in the way that they presented the gospel. It was in the joy that overflowed and flowed through them and from them. 1 Thessalonians says this in in chapter 1, verse 2 to 8, you became imitators of us, and through us of the Lord, after you welcomed our message in a time of great trouble, that's interesting to me, that even in the midst of great trouble and trials and tribulations, uh, what, what made the difference was their joy. After you welcomed our message in a time of great trouble with the joy supplied by the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia, for the word of the Lord has resounded from you and has echoed like thunder not only in Macedonia, but in every place. The news of your great faith in God has spread so that we never need say anything about it. I love that. I love the fact that it was their joy that made the difference. The joy of the Lord can and should be our strength too in this season. It should be an encouragement to this church as we continue to move beyond lockdowns into a new year. Let me encourage this church 
and you as an individual to be a people and a person who brings the joy found in Jesus to those around you. So I want to encourage you with three practical, very quickly, three practical ways you can practice the joy of the Lord if you don't already. The first one is simply this, pray. Pray for those who are around you. If you want to be a person of joy, pray for others. Pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself and the promise of his joy to others. There are people in our church who need to experience the joy of the Lord. There are people, I'm sure, in your communities. I'm sure for some people, Christmas is a stressful time. In fact, I know it is. Statistics kind of say that that Christmas is a very stressful time for people and families. And so we need to be people who bring joy. So the first thing you can do is pray. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is participate. Participate with others. Open your table up to others in your community. Open your table up maybe to strangers in your community. Participate. Invite others to experience the joy of the Lord. Invite people into your home for Christmas lunch. This is one of the reasons why we actually take a two-week break. We want to encourage you to invite people to your table, to make space for others um, around your table. And the third thing is to give. Give to others. Give your time. Give financially to organisations who are serving others in this season. Amen? Three practical ways to participate and be people of joy. Pray, participate, and give. Hey, my prayer for us this season and beyond is that we would be a people who practice joy consistently because we sit in his presence regularly. Amen? Let's be those kind of people. So with that, I love it. have got an AGM tonight. Let me pray for you, and uh, we'll get into that. Father, we thank you again that you come with joy, that we don't have to uh, strive for joy. That joy is ours because joy comes included in you. Father, I pray that uh, all of us in this space, anyone who might be uh, feeling like they've lost joy, Father would pursue you, would sit in your presence and be reminded by your Holy Spirit tonight that they have your joy. Father, thank you that it's a strength of ours, not just as individuals, but as a community. God, I pray that our community and our church would be a community that brings joy in your name and by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Romans 15 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith, that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. Church, have a great week if you're not sticking around for the AGM. Bless you. I love you heaps. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday at 208 Whitehorse Road, Baldwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.